guys, welcome back to another episode of By the Fire, where I, Ken, your host, take you through mythical tales and creatures from across the black diaspora. Welcome to another episode. I don't know why I sang that the second time. I'm just kind of excited to talk about this one because I was meant to give you guys this episode last week, but university, she said no. She said, rest, sis, rest. So I said, okay. So I'm back. I'm better. I'm refreshed. And yes, today I'll be talking about Vampires vs. the Bronx, which is a Netflix distributed film that came out on October 2nd this year. And it's about a group of young friends from the Bronx who fight to save their neighborhood from gentrification and vampires, written and directed by Osmani Rodriguez. So this is the second and final film for my Halloween film series. I know I was meant to bring like three or four, but like I said, your girl has other things to do, like study. So I chose this film because, as mentioned in previous episodes, I wanted to bring out horror from across other countries that aren't um, as mainstream. And I came across this film online, I think, because someone said, oh, a horror film about vampires in the Bronx. And I thought, okay, I saw the trailer. It just appealed to me because it screamed authenticity and talks about gentrification which is a big problem you know across urban communities so yes i really hope you enjoy this episode vampires vs the bronx stars Jaden michael gerald jones the third and gregory diaz the fourth as well as my girl i say my girl as if i know her but coco jones if you know who coco jones is if you watch let it shine if you know that's what i said that's what i said like she is an icon to like every black girl who had disney channel back in the 10s dare i say 2012 yes it was 2012 so vampires versus the bronx of course is a horror slash comedy it's quite light-hearted um in terms of the horror um do we see any blood it's a rated 12 film did i see any blood nothing crazy nothing gruesome for a 12 film but you know if i could watch it did i watch it at night no, I didn't. I don't think I chanced to watch it at night. Just in case they wanted to add something to scare me, I said, you know what? I'm going to be that girl who watches horror during the day. So, in my opinion, it was a really great film. I love the writing. Um, the film discussed gentrification very clearly, whilst also bringing in the horror of having vampires amongst you. What I loved about the film and about films in general is that or media in general is that people don't realize or like to be naive and think that films don't have a political agenda but a lot of media that we consume do including horror and vampire films tend to be made at times of financial crisis as the creatures represent rich upper class folks who leech off the poorer people for their own game and this film literally shows that the vampires are gentrifiers who buy local businesses in the bronx and then move in with their very unknown agenda but they actually end up killing the people they are buying from so i love how they showed the parallels and weren't afraid to make just a simple symbolic film like oh the vampires what does that imply you know no instead rodriguez actually made it very clear that he was very much against the displacement of poor black and latino people so as the film title suggests not even suggests lets you know it's set in the bronx and the bronx is a borough in new york city experienced some redevelopment starting in the 1990s and preceding a more recent period of gentrification. 
So according to Google, gentrification is the process whereby the character of a poor urban area is changed by wealthier people moving in, improving housing and attracting new businesses, often displacing current inhabitants in the process. And like I mentioned before, it is a problem in many urban communities around the world. The film was able to like illustrate that so clearly. Um, one thing that I remember vividly was a woman selling um, ice cream out of, I don't know what they called the ice cream stand um, to a young boy. And then all of a sudden this massive van drives by with, with like this really nice ice cream and then the boy who's about to buy from her leaves her place and goes to the van. So that scene was witnessed by Jaden Michael's character who Jaden played Miguel. In terms of costume design, the vampires wore all black, of course, and they were giving me very morbid looks, particularly the vampire Alexis, who was played by Adam David Thompson. So Alexis had long white hair, you know, very pale, very much like, I don't like sunlight, I only have blood for a living, I probably lived on earth for 400 years. So you know, that typical vampire look, you know? And then the protagonists, the boys and the girls, were very much in normal everyday clothes you know these kids they were kids they were about 14 to 16 so there was nothing like outrageous about their dress style very much the times as well which is quite cool and then my favorite character was gloria and she was played by imani lewis and she was a vlogger on her own platform and she was very much like kind of me i, I kind of saw myself in her because she was i mean i'm not gonna like toot my own horn but she was so outgoing she was always at the scene and she just had the coolest style she, you know she had the braids she had purple in her hair at some point her edges were laid up to and hoops like she was the typical black girl just trying to be a creative and using her own platform so at the end of the film gloria on her glow tv platform says something quite profound and she says oh and to all invaders you don't want no smoke with the bx kitty and I was like, oh my gosh, the BX, because that's like, the, is that an acronym for Bronx? Is acronym the right word? Hopefully. But yeah, she was cool. She was cool. She had, she had the pink in her hair. So the soundtrack of the film featured quite a lot of Latinx music, which makes sense because the writer himself is from the Dominican Republic. And that makes sense to set the scene of the community of being in the Bronx. So they had songs such as Uno Dos Tres by Bentley Foy and You Already Know by Lazaro Colon. So one thing that stood out to me was Coco Jones' character and she was called Rita. And one thing I just thought, ooh, about was that she mentioned that she's from Haiti or her grandma's from Haiti. And that's why she knew so much about vampires. Like she was supposedly trained for this moment. And I thought, ooh, vampires in Haiti. What could she be talking about? Because obviously in previous episodes i've talked about vampires that aren't the typical bram stoker ones i've talked about vampires that are in ghana i've talked about vampires that are in trinidad and tobago so after doing some research and i basically saw that um the lagaru which i believe i've talked about in a previous episode but i don't think it was a vampire one um there that creature is also seen as like a vampire-esque um, spirit from Haiti as well. It's a shapeshifter who no is normally in the form of a wolf and um, 
the name comes from the French word Lugaro, meaning a werewolf. So that werewolf story is from Trinidad and Tobago, but there's also like the vampire element in the story from Haiti as well. And Haiti has just been, you know, a kind of big monument in um, voodoo because like from the 16th to the 19th century, that's obviously when slavery was happening and you know a lot of customs that were brought over from african countries into haiti were implemented and that's how we became with haitian voodoo so it's quite interesting how um rita's grandmother was training rita to like be prepared for vampires because that's literally part of their history coco jones character rita is a haitian woman and haiti is filled to the brim with you know religious history um, in terms of its voodoo and in terms of its revolution as well so I just thought oh I picked upon that when she said that and I said yes Rita you better you better with your Haitian self anyway so overall do I recommend the film yes I recommend it to anyone who wants to get a kind of light comedy mixed with authenticity from the characters and the location and the music and also truth laced in the plot when it comes to gentrification and the effects that it has on indigenous people so yeah that was vampires versus the bronx so i hope you enjoyed that episode of me reviewing vampires versus the bronx and also happy halloween I hope you enjoy the festivity. I hope you do it safely because two meters apart, people. But, you know, I was coming home today and I saw the moon was kind of full. And I remembered, oh, wait, there's a full moon this Halloween. Gosh, that is so cool. Now, be sure to rate and comment on Apple Podcasts and follow on Spotify. Use the hashtag BTFPod so we can continue the conversation online. Also, if you have social media you can share it to Osmani Rodriguez or any other other characters you can even share it to Coco Jones like if she sees this well if she hears this the the 13 year old me would scream yes what I said is still that song it's still in my playlist she's that girl be sure to follow on by the fire underscore pod on instagram and twitter as well as by the fire on facebook where i regularly upload proverbs from african caribbean countries and countries in the americas so get to following get to clicking so yeah if you have a creature or folklore you'd like to hear or would like to be a guest on the show feel free to email by the fire at by the fire.mail at gmail please come on to the show i'd love to have a guest before the end of the year so if you have any cool things y'all want to talk about with me don't hesitate i don't bite and yes thank you for tuning in to this episode and i hope to catch you on the next one happy halloween stay safe two meters apart but remember i don't know don't remember anything i never end with remember um okay well i hope to catch you with me by the fire for the next episode. Bye!